Good morning, I'm Ben Thompson. This is WCNC's Wake Up Charlotte to Go, and here are your top stories. More today's top stories in your morning rush. Happening today, the trial for a Rock Hill woman charged with the murder of her child is set to begin. In May of 2020, Rock Hill police discovered four-year-old India Martin dead inside a dresser drawer. Her mother, 26-year-old Jacqueline Mullen, was arrested and later charged. Police say Mullen lied about her daughter staying with relatives in North Carolina shortly before her body was found. A man waking up in jail this morning after police say he attempted to rape a woman at a Whole Foods in Uptown. CMPD says 28-year-old Samari Wright followed an Amazon delivery driver into the store's bathroom Friday and nearly raped her. Investigators say the suspect had a hatchet, but the woman was able to fight off that attacker and get away. Right now, he remains in jail on a $230,000 bond. Nearly 45 animals on the road to recovery after authorities seized them from heartbreaking conditions in Salisbury. Those 45 animals include dogs, cats, a bearded dragon, among other animals. Three of those animals died shortly after their rescue. Justin Smith and Madison Clons both surrendered to deputies on animal cruelty charges, plus three counts of child abuse. Good morning, I'm Destiny Richards. Former South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley is the fifth and latest GOP candidate to officially file in the race for president. After officially filing yesterday in the same building where she started her career as the Palmetto State's governor, she highlighted the work she accomplished during that time. The one big name that hasn't filed yet, former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie, is up against a 5 p.m. deadline. CMS now has more than $7 million to help with teacher retention after a grant from the Department of Education. CMS Teacher Leader Pathway is an advanced teaching roles program that boosts student growth and educator performance. CMS says they plan to use the grant to expand the Teacher Leader Pathway program to the entire district over the next three years. And that is it for your morning rush. Kids get their costumes ready for Halloween night. Police have a warning for parents. There could be a dangerous trick in your kid's bag of treats. Authorities say some candies could be laced with drugs. Some of them are THC gummies and other treats made to look like popular snacks like Cheetos and Lifesavers. Last year, officials in North Carolina took more than $223,000 worth of fake candies and snacks. So, of course, you still want your child to be able to enjoy the evening without worrying about every danger. So we took a closer look at how to find the balance. Wake Up Charlotte's Megan Bragg helps in today's Verify. You may have seen these warnings pop up in your social media asking parents to be on the lookout for drugs that look like Halloween candy. But is this common and what do you need to look out for? Let's get the facts. Our source is Officer Tim Acock, the Matthews Police Department's Public Information Officer, Levine Children's Hospital Pediatrician Dr. Stephen Renfro, and the Food and Drug Administration. Matthews Police Officer Tim Acock and Dr. Renfro say drugs disguised as Halloween candy are actually very rare. Fortunately, we didn't have anything like that. Uh, we're always on the lookout for that, though. I have never personally, as a pediatrician, uh, seen a case, an incident like that, where a child was made sick by something, you know, uh, put in, into candy as far as drugs or some sort of, you know, um, you know, 
a poisonous or toxic substance. However, it's not something to dismiss entirely. Officer Acock says you should still be on the lookout for anything suspicious in your kid's Halloween basket. Now go through the bag with them and show them the things to look for and what, what seems to be safe and what's not. The FDA lists ways to check the Halloween candy. They say don't eat candy until it's inspected at home. Look at the wrapping and make sure there are no tears in the wrapping or tiny pinholes. Throw away anything that looks suspicious and check the ingredients if you're not sure what type of candy it is. Officer Acock says a bigger concern is traffic. Make sure your kids are in groups or supervised and wear something like a glow stick or have a flashlight if you're out trick-or-treating. And of course, happy Halloween. With your Verify Fact Check, I'm Megan Bragg. Time now to connect the dots and we make the news make sense. Little ghouls and goblins will be out tonight hoping to score a jack-o'-lantern full of candy. But how did this tradition even get started in the first place? Why do trick-or-treaters go door-to-door -door every year? Let's connect the dots. Halloween has been around in one form or another since the first century BC, and sweets have always played a big part. During Celtic celebrations, food was left out overnight to supposedly calm unwanted spirits. And in later centuries, people would dress up and play pranks for food and drinks. Those traditions were brought to the U.S. by Irish and Scottish immigrants in the mid-1800s. But by the 1920s, there were a lot more tricks than treats. Halloween became a night of vandalism and even acts of violence. So neighborhoods started getting together to hold organized events for kids. There was a break for sugar rations during World War II, but the tradition soon returned. The phrase trick-or-treating became common by the early 50s, showing up everywhere from Peanuts comics to Disney cartoons. And that popularity means trick-or-treating is now big business. Families spend over $2 billion on candy every year, making Halloween our second largest commercial holiday. And that's Connecting the Dots. Thanks for listening. You can find all these stories and more at WCNC.com. Join the Wake Up Charlotte team weekday mornings on WCNC Charlotte from 4.30 to 7 a.m. Like and subscribe to our podcast and tell a friend.